listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon. I'm really excited to welcome our very first guest of today. In the next 20 minutes or so, we're chatting with Jason Kwan, who is a dark pop singer-songwriter now based in the UK. And over the summer, Jason has had his debut at the Glastonbury Festival, and he's just released his brand new single, which is called Rituals. Welcome to the program. Thank you for joining us, Jason. Hi, Noreen. Thanks for having me. We are live this afternoon on Facebook as well. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. You'll be able to see and hear Jason there as well. So feel free to, to join us there. Hop on over to Facebook. Jason, what a busy summer you've had uh, releasing a, a single, preparing for a set at Glastonbury. How, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, it's been a really nice summer going back into performing and doing shows after, you know, a long time of lockdown and quarantining and all that stuff. But it's been really nice to be you know, seeing my listeners again, seeing my fans and performing with new music. Absolutely. Yeah. So for some of our listeners uh, listening to you for the very first time, you were born and raised in Hong Kong and then you moved to the UK when you were just 14 years old. Uh, what was that shift like for you? What was life in Hong Kong versus life in the UK? It was very different, but yeah, so I left Hong Kong when I was 14 to study in the UK and I went to the UK on a music scholarship and I started training more professionally music then. Um, but it was such a culture shift as well, leaving Hong Kong. You know, I am a born and raised Hong Kong person and I absolutely adore Hong Kong. I still call it my home, Hong Kong. Um, but it was kind of interesting because like, you know, I you know, grew up obviously speaking Cantonese and English, but I really wanted to make English language music. And I think going to the UK um, made real sense for me. Yeah, absolutely. And also you identify as a queer artist. What does that mean to you? And how is that uh, reflected in your music and, and your, your, your creative process? I think for me, um, my music is all about being quite authentic to who I am and not shying away from any part of my identity. So, you know, I'm a queer non-binary Hong Konger, um, and for me, it's about being proud of who I am and being able to represent experiences that aren't often heard within mainstream music, um, within any music, really. And, you know, coming to the UK, I was really able to explore that side of myself. And I really put my queerness and my Hong Kongness at the forefront of what I do um, because I want to represent um, you know, my stories in a way that is really positive and empowering. That's so empowering to hear. And also, it's such a winning combo. Uh, well, let's talk about the, the Hong Kongness, the Asianness as well. Is that sort of underrepresented uh, in the UK, for example? I think so. You know, people talk about, you know, East Asian communities as being quite invisible in the UK. Um, and to me, that is just um, not true at all. I think we just sometimes um, are not given enough platforms or haven't, you know, fought for wider representation and now we're starting to see a bigger emergence of queer talent um hong kong talent as well in the uk which is quite exciting like you know um artist Irina sawayama who has you know japanese roots uh, who is queer is making huge waves in the uk and internationally and it's just really amazing to see other queer asian artists doing really well um, internationally and in the uk yeah, typically, I mean, when, when you when you start uh, create the, the creative process and then to, to finishing your, your song, how easy or how difficult is it to promote it? I mean, it's so unique to have that East Asian-ness and, and the queerness. I, I suppose it should be really popular because, you know, that there's very little <laughs> supply, so to speak. Um, I think it's 
I think when people do kind of um, hear my music, they do quite enjoy the energy that I bring. Um, I'm very much a storyteller. I like to share my experiences of how things are. And, you know, I call my music dark pop. And what that really means is, you know, it's still dark. Uh, sorry, it's still pop music. It's dance music. But there's a darkness to it. And that comes from, like, the subject matters, you know, the topics. I like to talk about things that are, you know, difficult. I talk about struggles. But I like to um, bring in an element of empowerment and how we can use those experiences that we've had and kind of make us stronger from it. Yeah. What sorts of struggles do you address in your music then? I think, you know, representation is a big one. Um, you know, Ritual, for example, um, talks about me coming over to the UK and realizing that there is the culture shift. Um, you know, in the lyrics, I talk about being fetishized. I talk about being objectified, something that we can really relate to as Asian people and as queer people. And for me, it's about reclaiming that narrative and reclaiming my power and not letting myself be seen in those lights and being able to form this ritual to make sure that I'll never be seen like that again. Yeah. So I really wanted to do it through a dance track. You know, the song is super fun to listen to. But at the same time, you know, I am honing in on some really important issues. Yeah. And, and the music videos you do are just so powerful. It's a performance within itself. When will the, when will the music video for Rituals come out? So the ritual music video uh, will be coming out in the next two weeks. So keep Exciting. your eyes peeled. But yeah, I mean, with my other music videos, I, you know, I started in Hong Kong um, at Hong Kong Children's Choir. And, you know, I started doing show choir quite early. Um, you know, I trained in musical theater and opera. And so I really bring in a lot of those elements um, of like dramatic performance into my music now. I was going to say, it's so theatrical to watch. Uh, how supportive are your friends and your family of what you're doing right now? Oh, they're super supportive. They're always, uh, it's really funny. They're always like, I don't know how you're doing all of this as a, you know, a queer Hong Konger in the UK who knows no one, who doesn't have the resources that, you know, other people do. But I think I just kind of make it work. Um, you know, I'm very good at finding my community and I have a really beautiful um, Asian community here in the UK as well that support me. So it's been really nice to, you know, have both sides um, kind of be really supportive. And I did manage to go back to Hong Kong um, to perform for the first time in 2019. And it was amazing. You know, I brought um, a show back and I played two of the queer clubs out in Hong Kong. And it was just nice to like share my music and my journey with the people I grew up with, my friends, my family, my family friends. And it was just kind of amazing. That is so amazing. What do you have to tell them right now? Here's, here's your chance. If they're tuning into Hong Kong Din Tai Tai Sam Tai, what do you want to tell them, Jason? I just want to say and to listen to ritual. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, without further ado, let's have a listen. And uh, guys, don't go anywhere. Stay with us on Facebook Live. I, I was uh, talking to, to, to Jason about the copyright issue. I'm worried because Facebook often <laughs> pauses the, the, the video yeah, afterwards. But, um, you know, this is, this is Jason Kwan, the original artist of Rituals. Let's have a listen to your latest single. Perception caught an amber fever buzz When you objectify me, shame won't hurt me Scared to put my future on the line Can't make me a fetish for you to desire A ritual for my sins 
Rituals on Radio 3 by Jason Kwan. Jason, what an amazing track. Uh, so proud of you. We, uh, we were just saying just now during the track playing, you know, you're a Hong Kong guy who's just moved overseas all by yourself and started a really fantastic pop career. Can you? Did you imagine it to be like that when you moved overseas? Um, yes, I think that's when I moved. But <laughs> I think it was through, you know, delusion and just dreaming. I used to just perform in my bedroom, in my kitchen, to myself, um, to my stuffed animals. And, you know, I still do that today. I dance right here in this kitchen. Um, but it's nice now to be able to share that music with people and to be able to be quite authentic on stage and just be exactly who I want to be and spread, you know, positive messages. I love that you're so authentic and, you know, putting your identity, queer identity, and also Hong Kong identity. Was it scary at first? Because, you know, authenticity is a, is a thing that listeners and, and audience can really connect with. But it's hard sometimes to put yourself, your full self out there. What was it like for you at the beginning? I think it was hard, especially coming from a background of like really um, kind of classical training. You know, you do things a certain way. Um, even with classical singing, you know, the way I perform, the way I um, sing has to be a certain way. But, you know, when I went to uni, I started a glam rock band. And then I moved to London and I started gigging with my keyboard. And I started to realize that people didn't connect with me if I was just performing something that I think they wanted to hear. But the second I started really doing what I wanted to do, people were listening, they were intrigued. And it was from people from all walks of life. And what my favorite thing would be was when people would come up to me after my gig and talk to me about their stories. You know, people's stories are so different, wow. but they feel some sort of like connection because I've been able to tell my story quite openly. They feel the same, that they could do that to me as well, which I appreciate the most. Yeah. Um, would you ever come back to Hong Kong to do more performances so that our Hong Kong audience can also see you? I'd love to. I really miss Hong Kong. I've not been back since 2020 February um, because of obvious reasons, but I'd really want to come back and do a show. I really want to see my family. I miss my parents a lot. I want to see all my family friends and I want to see all of my fans in Hong Kong too. Yeah. What are you working on at the moment? So, you know, being an artist, you know, you've, you've done so much this past summer, but it's constant. You know, what else are you working on at the moment? Yeah. So I've just finished a huge run of shows. So I've done, you know, Glastonbury, for example, Brighton Pride, Manchester Pride, Canterbury Pride. Um, and I'm about to do Birmingham Pride um, at the end of September. But I'm currently working on more music, so there will be more tracks coming your way pretty soon. Um, it's a pretty exciting time for me, I think, um, just in terms of being able to have the capacity to create and release music and film videos and really just express my art through, yeah. We're so proud of you, Jason, and we'll definitely be playing so much of your music right here on Radio 3. Finally, let's turn our attention to Glastonbury. What was that experience like? You performed your, your debut uh, set there over the summer. What was that like? What did you do? Yeah, um, so for those who don't know, Glastonbury is you know the UK's biggest music festival, one of the most renowned internationally. And I got to play a 45 minute set there, which was incredible. So I got to sing my catalog of music. Uh, and at the time I'd only released four songs and then I played virtual as a special one as well. But I also played a few covers and it was really amazing to connect with, you know, complete strangers who have never even heard of me. Um, but it was also amazing to be on stage, you know, visibly representing 
my communities and just having the best time. You know, I was there for four days and I danced, sang, and partied for four days before my Sunday set. So I was tired on the Sunday, but it was amazing. You know, I got to see incredible legends like Paul McCartney. I got to watch Diana Ross. Um, like these are people that I grew up, you know, worshiping. So being able to play within the same vicinity of them was just an incredible experience. And Glastonbury Festival goers are true music lovers. So they were really warm and welcoming my my music and my singing. Wow, I'm so jealous. Wow, Glastonbury. I I, I, I would really <laughs> just go there at a drop of a hat if, if, if we could. Finally, Jason, before I let you go, right now you're working on your new music. What's the creative process like? What inspires you at the moment? Uh, or do, you, do you treat it like a, like a, not a nine to five job, but you know, do you have to sit mm-hmm. down with your own thoughts in order to create the music or does it just sort of come to you? Um, it's, more and more now it's become a real discipline of me spending time sitting down and considering what i want to say um you know with all the music i've written i've started writing music when i was about um i'd say seven or eight you know just on the piano um that i'm really glad my mom made me learn um but it's it all comes from darkness in a really nice way you know in the same way that some people go on a run to relieve their emotions i you know write music i play piano and i sit for long periods of time contemplating um, and then I start putting together the melodies and the lyrics sometimes it comes to me sometimes I have to give it a nudge but um, yeah it is a real discipline to sit down and be like today is a studio day I'm spending eight hours writing music yeah I love that yeah. I love the way you're sharing you know your art with our listeners this afternoon and reading your lyrics it's such poetry as well. It really is because before you oh, get the melody, you. yeah, I was reading the lyrics today uh, before the program. <laughs> what comes to you first, the lyrics sometimes, or does a melody come to you? How, how does it work? Because it fits so beautifully together. I think it usually comes at the same time for me. Um, you know, before ritual, I would um, I was less disciplined actually in terms of like sitting down and doing an eight hour session, but I would kind of sit at the piano and just do a lot of thinking, and when it when something hit it would come as a melody and a lyric um with ritual i wrote it with my friend michelangelo and we had just a great like we would just spar with each other and throw ideas back and forth and challenge each other to push things further um and so yeah ritual was quite organic in that sense we wrote it in our first session actually wow um that we spent together ever songwriting together so it was quite amazing for that to come just out of us like challenging each other to see what we want to say Brilliant. Jason, it's so lovely to meet you uh, uh, via Zoom. I look forward to having you in our studio uh, in person at RTHK. Can you tell our listeners, how can we follow your work? Are you on social media? And how can we follow you on YouTube as well? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's such a dream come true to be in RTHK, you know, growing up listening to the radio in the car and just being able to share my story with my kind of Hong Kong family is super amazing. So if you'd like to follow me, you can follow me at Jason Kwan Music. That's K-W-A-N. And that's all over Instagram and Facebook. And you can listen to all of my music on all streaming services at Jason Kwan and watch my music videos. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube so you can see my new music video drop pretty soon. Excellent. Jason, such a pleasure to have you on the program. You make us all so proud. All the Hong Kongers are rooting (laughs) for you. you Thank you so much. Thank you. I've booked us a 